Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Stones and Bones. In this podcast, we'll be talking about trilobites. Without question, trilobites are probably the most popular fossil of all time, and I'm not talking about prehistoric animals that tie up along the T-Rex, but the trilobite is easily the most fossil. Really, any good fossil collection has to have a trilobite. Trilobites were on this earth for over 300 million years, and that's why they are so abundant. The trilobites were extremely successful species, and because of that, they had millions and millions and possibly probably billions of them on Earth, and that just caused lots of fossils to be made. The prices for the trilobites were very cheap, allowing basically anybody to buy a trilobite fossil. The trilobites served as great index fossils, so a good amount of them have been fossilized. The first appearance of these trilobites were about 521 million years ago, in the early Cambrian period. The trilobites survived their infamous Cambrian mass extinction, which wiped out many species. They continued to survive in the ocean and on land for many years, and their population was flourishing. However, the trilobites slipped into a long decline in which all species of the trilobites died out, except one resilient species. It didn't last long, however. The Permian mass extinction wiped out all but 17,000 species, and they didn't spare the trilobites, and they officially went extinct. However, the trilobites stayed long after that. With their wide diversity, constant adaptations, and easily fossilized exoskeletons, the trilobites fossilized very easily and also made many advancements into science, and will continue to make more advancements into science as people keep finding new species and new adaptations that the trilobites adapted to. Trilobites have made major contributions to the paleontology world, along with evolutionary biology. Because the trilobites are around for hundreds of millions of years, evolutionary biologists were able to see how the trilobites evolved over time, along with differing temperatures, new animals, new resources, and really the trilobites had to evolve massively over the hundreds of millions of years just to stay alive, for instance, to protect themselves from new predators or to shield themselves from colder waters or warmer waters. Also, not to mention that there are thousands of different species of trilobites, with each one being slightly different from the next. This is because that in the beginning, they all lived in generally the same area with not too much difference. But then when the supercontinent Pangaea separated from each other over the millions and millions of years, the environment slowly changed for each one of them as different land masses separated from another and went to different spots around the globe. Now the ones that kind of chilled out in the middle, they had to deal with a humid, warm, rainy environment. But the ones that went up top or up bottom had to deal with a cold, bitter, dry environment. And the ones that kind of just went midway, they had to deal with stuff in the middle. So really, all the trilobites had to deal with different conditions and environments, and they had to adapt to those conditions. And that's something that ev- the evolutionary biologists really like to look into. While these trilobites did mostly live in water, they are still affected by the moving of continents because they, some of them, they did go on land, and so they probably followed that landmass to wherever it went, and they still have to deal with that, those conditions. Some adaptations that these trilobites had were the difference in sizes, some of the biggest being over 28 inches long, while the smaller ones that could be under a millimeter long. Also, some trilobites had a defensive spine, such like hard, spiny shells, while others had soft, smooth shells, when they didn't really have to deal with predators too much. These all depended on really the time period and where they were, such as the time period when trilobites had hard, spiny shells. There were probably predators going around, maybe the... Big sharks were attacking them when they have soft, smooth shells. So it's probably either a peaceful time or they're just in a dark, desolate place with really nothing that could attack them if they wanted to. Another thing trilobites adapted to were their eyes. Uh, in different places, the eyes of trilobites were just very unlike. For instance, in a heavy, populated, dark area, 
the child might not need to have very large eyes because it needs to just eat all the predators and all the food that it needs to eat. However, if a trilobite lived in a deep, bare place like a trench, then they might just not have eyes since they weren't needed. As weird as it sounds, trilobites really did live in these trenches, or really any deep, bare place, because they are very adaptable. Like, any environment that they could go in, they could change themselves to fit the needs that they need to have. Most trilobites did live in shallow water near the coast because that's where photosynthesis could happen. There were plenty of plants and animals, and life was flourishing, but there were the occasional species that were discovered to live in these deep trenches. And while their lives were very different from the trilobites that lived in shallow water, they did adapt and they got by in regular day-to-day life. Well, that'll be all for today. Thanks for listening, and then in the next one, we'll go over part two of trilobites.